Let me ask a question. What are some of your favorite foods? What's your favorite food? Huh? Bread? You said bread? Food, all right. Anyone have a favorite food, like a favorite food? Huh? Fish? Okay. You said fettuccine. All right, fettuccine. Someone said pizza. Who likes steak? Chinese? Um, bamboo shack? Imperial? No imperial, eh? Sammy's? Any greasy, I mean, I like greasy chicken. Any greasy chicken, right? Let me ask a question. If you said and you told your parents that this is the only thing I want, I want to eat, do you think you get tired of it? You get tired after three days? You don't think you ever get tired? What's your favorite food, Makai? Tomato soup? Yeah, that is, that is kind of, wow, tomato soup. You don't think you could, you think you, you don't think you get tired of tomatoes, so you can eat it every day of your life, every, for every meal, and you won't get tired of it. Okay, but you're, you're a very, um, unique person then, because, you know, I don't care how much you like something, you would get tired of it. What about if you had to eat, like, bamboo shark or something all the time? How would you think you would look? How would you feel? You wouldn't feel too good, right? You feel like a big ball, right? Let me ask another question. If you could have one electronic, anything electronic, what would it be? PS4? Okay. What else? What is some other? Huh? Xbox One? All right. What is some other thing? What's some other electronic? Raise your hand. Any other? Huh? Someone said Xbox 360? I can't believe that, you know what I mean? What, what, would, be, what would be some electronics? PS4, alright. What about like a phone or... Huh? Nokia? Who on Nokia? Nokia what? The Moto X thing? What the, what is the new one, um, what's the, what's the new phone that, that just came out? I think it's only on Verizon that it said it's, it's shatterproof, right? If it drops. Are they L, is that LG? LG, alright. It said it will not shatter. Because let's be honest, alright? Let's be honest, whether you're an Apple guy or a, a Samsung guy or girl, Let's be honest. They say it's Gorilla Glass and it will not shatter or break. But let's be honest. They will break if they drop them. All right? So that would be kind of interesting. What if you could download, what, like your favorite celebrity, if you could get everything you want to know about your celebrity? Justin Bieber? You're a, okay. Justin Bieber. All right. Wow. I wish I would not have asked that question. Justin Bieber. I wish I would not have asked that question at all. That is scary. Oh, you just like Justin Bieber? Okay. She's a Bieber. What was it? Believe. Anyway, I can't, I can't, you know, anyway. All right. 
For the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about forgiveness. The first lesson we looked at is forgiveness that we extend to extend others from the forgiveness that originates in Christ. Lesson two is God will not forgive us unless we forgive others. And tonight we want to talk about forgiveness without limits. You see, for us, we cannot keep a limit of how much time we forgive. It's just like how I said, we would get tired of the foods we ate all the time. We would get tired of the same electronics. You know, imagine, I, I want you to imagine for a second, how many of you had an S3? Anyone have an S3? Anyone had an S3? And when your S3 came out, you thought that was the greatest thing, right? Now, if I had to tell you you're going back to the S3, how would you feel? You wouldn't want that, right? You know, no one would want that. Everyone is jealous of Thaddeus because Thaddeus has a S6, not just S6, but Edge. You know, that is like, you know, that's like the, that's like the phone that everybody wants. Not me though. I'm a, I'm an Apple person. So I don't want that. But, but it, I, I gotta, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, listen, I'm an Apple person, but I gotta admit that commercial when I saw the butterfly going on all the phones, I thought that was very, that was cool. You know, it was very, very cool. That was, that was, you know, as a, I, I, it almost made me want to switch almost, but I was, I'm all, I wasn't there yet. Huh? Oh, I'm not switching, you know, sorry. I'm already, I'm already stuck. But at our best, we forgive someone and make efforts to move on. This is often an assumption that this is a one-time deal, that we need to tough it out and do the hard work of forgiveness and then move on. But what happens when we dragged back into that messy pain of being wrong and trying to extend forgiveness? What happens when the person who wronged us wrongs us again? There's only so much we can expect to do right. Wrong. Jesus makes it clear as often as we are hurt, that is how often we are to forgive. As hard as it seems, it's the way Christ sees us. Think about that. Because I think too many times we want to keep a record of how many times we forgive someone or how many times somebody wrongs us. If I had to ask you tonight of somebody, and you may be in a relationship right now where, and when I say relationship, I'm talking about friends and whatever, that somebody has wronged you, that they have done something wrong to you, and now that relationship is no more. That happens a lot in our lives today, especially among teenagers, especially among adults. There are people who I know that basically they don't know why they are mad at each other. They just mad at each other and they don't talk anymore. You know, this is how it is. People are like that. People are, we are so caught up in just saying, you know what, I've had enough. I've forgiven you too many times already. I've forgiven you for this, and you've done that. I've forgiven you for that, and you've done this. And it continues on. But as we look at forgiveness, as we looked at the first week, Jesus never, if Jesus kept a record of our times that he forgave us, what would happen? He would get tired of forgiving us. Because if you're anything like me, you, you mess up a lot. You mess up on a daily basis. But that's not what Jesus does. That's not his character. His character is not to say, well, I'm going to forgive you for this, but I'm not going to forgive you for that. Let me ask a question. If your parents were the type of people to get upset with you every time you mess up, and I, they do get upset, but they said, you know what? You messed up so much that I don't want anything to do with you. How would you feel? I want to be happy about that, right? You'd feel sad, right? You would, you, would, you would be very upset, right? You would probably say that, what happened? You know, 
what could I have do? What could I do so bad that you want nothing to do with me? The same thing when we think of our friendships. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 17. If you don't have your Bible, you can just look on the screen. All right, Luke 17, 1 to 4, and this is only four verses we're going to look at. And I want us to understand tonight that we should not keep a record, and we looked a little bit of this last week, but we should not all the time say that, you know what, I can't forgive you anymore. And this is what it says. And he said to his disciples, Temptation to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were cast into the sea, and that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Verse 3, Pay attention to yourself. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Now, in easy terms, in easy language, what is Jesus saying there? What do you think Jesus is saying there to his disciples? No matter what, what? You said no matter what. That's what you said. Let me ask a question. What is a millstone? In verse 2, it says, It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and were cast in the sea that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. All right. You think that's light? Definitely not, right? If a millstone goes around your neck, what's going to happen? You throw into the sea. You're going to die. You're going to sink. You're going to be finished. That would be almost like that would be like a in 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 Jesus' time. That'd be like the Mortal Kombat. Finish him. All right. Let's throw let's throw him into the mill, put the millstone on the neck and throw him in the water. Finish him. You know that would be that's it. You know that would be no more coming. It's heavy. Here it is, that's what Jesus is saying. Look, we can, we have to understand that when somebody wrongs us, we have to confront them on this sin. We have to say, you know what, not to say, well, faith, you did this to me, and, you know, I'm this good person, and because you did this to me, then I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I just call you because you're right there, okay? Nothing, you didn't do anything wrong to me, okay? You just, you're just in my eye, you know. Like, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck, and he were cast in the sea, that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Now, another question, how, how real is temptation? How real is temptation? Real is a splinter, okay. That's like, you know, it's real. Temptation is a real thing, right? How many of you get tempted on a daily basis? Hello? I'm, you know, I get tempted. We all are tempted. We all get tempted by different things. It's just like this. If, if, a, if I'm on a diet, right? If I'm on a diet and somebody brings my favorite cake, right? My favorite cake is a chocolate fudge layer cake. That I, that's my favorite cake. Or any type of anything with cookies and cream. So if you ever want to do anything good for me like that and you want to make me something nice, cookies and cream or don't forget Ms. Burroughs um, oatmeal cookies. There's some, some good cookies too. How many of y'all have Miss Burroughs cookies? Miss Burroughs cookies. That's Luke. Oh man, those cookies are wow. I mean, I remember one. I remember on a Sunday they gave me a whole. I don't know how many cookies in that that jar, but they was gone by Tuesday. Every single one. I mean, that was calories galore. That was calorie overload. 
But you see, the point is this. If you get tempted, you're not supposed to try to get as close to temptation as possible. You're not going to be like, you know what? I, I, could, I could be this close, but I'm not going to go over the edge. It'd be like an alcoholic. An alcoholic, the wise thing for them not to do would go to the bar. That wouldn't be wise to do. Because you want me to tell you something about an alcoholic? No matter whether or not they think they have overcome that sin, if they get around the certain people and they get around the certain elements, it's so once they touch that drink one more time, that's it. Someone who smokes cigarettes, same thing. You ever met someone who, who said, you know what, how, you know how a cigarette addiction starts? By one. It starts with one cigarette. Temptation is real. Temptation to sin is, is very real in our lives. And that's what Jesus is saying. Look, we need to be careful. We need to be ready. And he's talking to his disciples here. So if you think anyone would know better, it would be them. But he says this in verse 3. Pay attention to yourselves! Exclamation mark. It's almost like saying, pay attention! How many of you are your teachers tell you that in school? We've all had it, right? Some of your teachers, so you know you have to tell your kids that all the time. But you say, pay attention. What does that mean? Listen up. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. How many of you are perfect in here? Anyone perfect? No one's perfect, right? Now, we have some married couples in this place, right? All right, my wife, and then we have Michael and Pamela, you know, and then we have some other people in relationships, you know. Let me ask a question. In relationships, if we kept a record of wrongs in our marriages, I'm going to pick on Michael and Pamela because I don't, you know, I don't want to ring myself in this because I, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. But let me ask a question, Pamela, I'm going to ask the woman this, not the man. If... You were to say if Michael wronged you, that you wouldn't forgive him, what would happen? If he did something to get on your nerves, which we all do all the time, but if you said to yourself, you know what, I'm not going to forgive you for that, what would happen? You wouldn't be married, right? You know, we hear people in relationships that all the time, because of one mistake happened, the whole relationship is gone. It's finished. Marriage is, is something that you have to work on. It's in any relationship. It's like in our relationship with friends. How many of you had a friend ever wrong you? Anyone had a friend wrong you before? They, they um, stole your girlfriend? Stole your boyfriend? Anyone ever had that? Anyone ever had that happen? Or you, or you um, stole your, your boy, girlfriend, or whatever? No one ever had that happen, right? Yeah. What happens in those times? Sometimes people don't talk anymore. Sometimes that's the relationship finish. But we have to understand here what, what Jesus is saying. Look, pay attention to yourself. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sinned against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Now, let me just say this. Because some people would take that to mean that, you know what? I could do what I want and then you got to forgive me. That's not what it's saying. I shouldn't go out of my way to get you mad at me. I shouldn't go out of my way to try and sin. I've been there. I've done that. I go to a party. I say, you know what? I could do this. Then I can ask God for forgiveness. Or I'm going to do this. 
I'm going to ask for forgiveness. That's not the attitude of a, a Christian. That I'm going to try to sin just so I could get God's grace. That's not what happens. You see, when we keep on sinning, that becomes a habit. It becomes a habit of keeping on doing those things. Think of a liar for a second. How many of you consider yourself a good liar? Wow. Y'all proud of that too, eh? Y'all proud of that, eh? Who proud of being a good liar? Don't raise your hand for that, please. Because I got to go tell you, mommy and daddy. All right? That's not... That's not good to be, a, to be proud to be a liar. Because that means, you know what? You are good at that. That's a practice that you have done. You see, what he's saying here is, is, look, if somebody wrongs you and they are willing to repent and say, you know what? Could I have genuine forgiveness? Then we need to forgive. But it does not mean I go to a person and say, you know what? Can you forgive me? But you did this to me. But it's the wrong word to use at the end of any apology. Don't never use the word but. Because I can tell you right now, but ain't getting you nowhere. Because when you say but, that, that just cancels out everything you said. It cancels out everything you said before that. Because you know what? It's not, it's supposed to be a genuine forgiveness. Why do you think Jesus asks something of us that's so impossible? Why do you think Jesus asks this that, is, that seems impossible? How many of you think that seems impossible to keep on forgiving someone? I, I raise my hand and say that, that seems pretty impossible. Because you know how we as humans think? If you wrong me once, that's it. I will never, I will never forgive you. I will never trust you again. Why do you think God asks us, why do you think Jesus asks us this impossible thing? Because we would know that we need Him. We would understand that exactly what we do on a daily basis of Jesus, that we need Him in our lives. Because He forgives us every day. When we, the Bible said in 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, it doesn't say that He's going to forgive us some of the times. What does it say? He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If God said, you know what, I'm not going to forgive you for this sin and I'm going to only forgive you for that, we would be in big trouble. But God doesn't do that. He's not a God up there that says, you know what, I expect you to mess up this way and not. Let me tell you something. Whether you believe it or not in here tonight, there is no sin that we are, are, are exempt from. We can fall into any sin. And I know there's some sin in your mind you're thinking, I could never fall into that. And there's some sin that I think the same way. But these sins, sin is real. There's nothing that we can't say that we could never fall into. Because some of you are in this room and say, you know what, I'll never be a murderer. But you can fall into that. Some of you say, I'd never be a, a thief. But you can fall into that. Some women say, you know what? I might not be a homosexual. 
but you can fall into that. It's real. It's very real. That there's no sin that apart from the grace of God that we can say that we can conquer without Him. None. We need Him to help us conquer sin. And we need to recognize that as we, as we see tonight, that there's no limit to how much we should forgive someone. Like we looked in the first week, Christ forgave us of everything. He doesn't keep a record. He's not looking above and saying, you know what? This is all I want. So tonight, I challenge you. As we talked about a little bit last week, think of your relationships. Think of someone that you need to forgive. Think of someone that you have wronged in the last year. Or even a friendship that you know what, and, and some of you, this is real to you. Because it's, you're not talking to somebody maybe in the same room. Because there's something you have done. They've done to you. Or you feel like they've wronged you. Or you may know, you know, you may say to yourself, you know what, I don't even know why we don't talk anymore. I don't even know. You need to ask for forgiveness. And say, you know what, what, what did I do to you? I just want you to know that I, I don't want to live this way. I don't want to live because let me tell you something. As you get older, you will learn that when you are bitter against someone, it will eat you alive. It will eat. Bitterness is something that will eat you alive. If you keep um, anger in you and you keep unforgiveness in you against other people, it's going to eat you alive. See, relationships are real. They take work. Just like our relationship with Jesus, it takes work to work with each other. So I challenge you, as we think of just some of the questions that we're going to look at, why is it so hard for us to forgive people who hurt us over and over again? Why is that so hard for us? Why do you think Jesus asked something of us that seems so impossible? Thirdly, how many times are we supposed to forgive an offense? And fourth, how are we supposed to act if someone wrongs us? You see, we're supposed to act like how Jesus acted to us. We must be ready to forgive. Like I said, you know, this isn't easy for, for me to even talk about. Because in, in our human nature, it's very easy for me to hold grudges. It's very easy for me to just say, you know what? I don't need that person anyway. It's real. But you guys are at age right now where you can change things. You can be different. You don't need to be how you see adults sometimes. How many know adults that don't talk to each other? And they don't have a clue why they don't talk to each other. Because we need to learn to talk things out. We need to learn to forgive. And I would challenge you tonight, again, if you need to talk to someone and ask for forgiveness, do it. Because that's, we don't want to hold grudges. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And we thank you for how much you love us, that you would send your son to die for us so that we could have a relationship with you and 
Father, I pray that you would continue to be on in all that we do. And I just thank you for just each and every person, Father, even that came out, even though the weather was rainy and wet. Father, we thank you for the dedication. And we pray that tonight again, that we would just apply this to our lives and that we will not just hear these words and think and keep a record of how many times we forgive people, but that we would recognize that we are to forgive and continue to forgive one another. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.